Are you tired of food controlling your life? Binge eating, emotional eating, secret eating, or feeling obsessed and even addicted to food? I'm Tasha, peaceful eating and nutrition coach, specializing in binge eating recovery and peaceful weight management. And I am so happy that you found this podcast. It brings me so much joy to warmly welcome you into this safe space where you can expect open conversation about all things recovery and learn practical tools, tips and advice about how to repair your relationship with food, regain trust within yourself and take back the control in your life, one urge at a time. To become a valued member of this community, subscribe to the series now and let's discover the peaceful eater in you. Welcome, welcome to the first episode of the Peaceful Eating Podcast. I am so grateful and so excited that you are here. I know that if you are here, it's probably highly likely that on some level, you want to change your relationship with food. And I want you to know that wherever you are on your journey, whether you've been working on this for a few days, weeks, months, years, or whether you are currently at rock bottom and maybe this is the first thing, the first action you've ever taken to making change, I want you to know that I celebrate you for being here and I also want you to know that it is absolutely possible for you to overcome these patterns that have made you feel so stuck for so long. So I really don't want to waste any time before just delving into these juicy topics and subjects and discussions which are going to hopefully help you take steps to get to that place that you really want to be to and that you really want to be at. When I was thinking about what I can talk about on this first episode, I wanted really to start at the beginning, assuming that this is or could be the first thing you've ever done, the first action you've ever taken on your journey, the first step. I wanted to start at the beginning and I wanted to talk about what binge eating actually is, because there's a lot of confusion there. And so I want to go through what it is. Is it the same as overeating, which is a question that I get asked a lot, and also why it happens. Like, why do we get ourselves into this place? How did we get here? And how do we get ourselves out of it? The all-important question, right? (laughs) I truly believe that in order to overcome something, we've got to understand it on a deep, deep, deep level. When we understand why something is happening, why a behavior, certain behavioral pattern keeps repeating itself, when we understand that really wholeheartedly, we can then understand much easier how to stop it. Someone once told me that if you want to overcome something, you've got to become an expert in it. They told me that when I was on my own recovery journey and I held those words so closely to my heart throughout my whole journey. And I did become an expert in it (laughs) through self-education and then through going and training as a coach and within nutrition. And I really did take that path on becoming an expert within my field because I knew that the more that I understood this thing, 
the more the more freedom I would be able to to have, the more I'd be able to access that place of food freedom that I so wanted. So let's start with binging versus overeating. Is it the same thing? Because as I said, it's a question that I get asked a lot and I can totally see why. So on the surface, these two behaviours can sound and seem almost identical. If we were to see them written down on paper, they would seem almost identical, wouldn't they? They could both be described as eating large amounts of food, but there are certain differentiating factors, which are small, but incredibly profound. And it is so important that we understand why binging is so different to overeating, because those differences can really help us move forward. So let's start with overeating. Or you might also hear me refer to it as mindful overindulgence. Now, this is something that when it happens occasionally, it is a very normal part of a healthy relationship with food. It might look like you go out for dinner with your friends and you have the starter and then you go all in on an indulgent maid, you know, you go for the fish and chips and then afterwards you're feeling quite full but the round of desserts come, you find room for the dessert, you might finish some of your friends as well and then you're on the way home, you're having to unbutton your jeans and you're thinking, oh my God, I overdid it a little bit and we've all been there, we all do that sometimes. As I said, It's a really, really normal and actually very necessary part of a healthy relationship with food to mindfully overindulge occasionally. I actually did this myself last night. So I was moving house yesterday and we had been humping furniture around all day. We were so exhausted. And myself and my boyfriend and my mum had decided to go out for food at the end of the day. And we were so hungry and I looked at my boyfriend and I said, you know what, babes? I said, I am going to fill my face tonight. I said, and I'm going to absolutely love it. And I really did. (laughs) We went out, we had the starters, we had the mains, we had the dessert. I finished some of my boyfriend's dessert as well. And on the way home, yes, I thought, wow, wowza, (laughs) I am full. But the difference was is it was okay because I was in control of that whole scenario. It was mindful. I was connected. Yes, I was overindulging, but it was so many other positive factors in that, in that situation. You know, we were having a laugh. We'd had a lovely day of moving. I was with my family. I was with my boyfriend. The whole thing was a really positive experience. And the key thing is that that episode of mindful overindulgence was not followed up by any kind of disordered behavior. There was no plan to restrict. It wasn't restriction that had caused me to overeat. There was no inner dialogue about, oh, I'm going to hit the effort button and just keep eating and going and going and going and going in a kind of self-sabotage way. And that's the key, is that There was no disordered thoughts or actions that accompanied that. So you can see how, you know, that situation was, it was done from a place of self-love, not not at all self-sabotage. And so, as I say, occasional mindful overindulgence is absolutely okay. So then, let's next look at binging. And let's go into those small but profound differences, which make binging a completely and utterly different thing and the changes and differences that turn it into 
the disordered behavior that it is. Because binging, unlike overeating, is not a normal part of a healthy relationship with food. The biggest difference is that whilst overeating can be a positive, mindful, conscious experience, binging cannot. And it is highly associated with feeling completely out of control in that moment. It's often very compulsive. A person when they're binging often feels powerless. It's almost like an out-of-body experience. And Whilst overeating is not associated with any kind of disordered behaviors or thoughts that accompany it, binging very much is. So it might be associated with feelings of guilt and shame and regret generally after the binge has happened and a person may be triggered into other disordered behaviors following the binge. So this might be compensatory behaviors such as heavy restriction to try and undo the damage that they've done. Maybe they are over-exercising or maybe the feeling that binging has brought, the feeling of feeling too full is leading them to choose to write the whole day off feeling like they failed and they're going to start again tomorrow and that is where we start to see how binging cannot be done from a place of self-love because binging is an act of self-sabotage meaning that on some level we are hurting ourselves with that behavior Another key thing with binging is that more often than not there is some kind of trigger that has triggered that behavior. Now, we're going to talk about the main trigger shortly, but there can be so many. It might be an emotional trigger. You know, it might be that you've received a crappy email from your boss, or maybe you're following an argument with your boyfriend, you're feeling super anxious. Maybe it's loneliness. A huge trigger, a really common trigger is poor body image, you know, having a bad body image day. And when binging is done in response to one of these difficult emotions, we're using food as a coping mechanism. And our brain very quickly learns that binging is the chosen coping mechanism, meaning that anytime you're exposed to that level of stress, anytime you feel that anxiety, anytime you're at home and you experience that loneliness, your brain is going to urge you to turn to that food and turn to that binging as a quick fix coping mechanism, particularly when we don't have any other coping mechanisms to hand. If you think about it, whilst you are binging on those Oreos, whilst you are hiding in your room with that family bag of crisps, you're not having to think or feel that emotion that you don't want to feel. Also really, really important is to look at those other behaviors that tend to accompany binging. So when I work with clients, we do a lot of work on really, really boiling down and defining what defines something as a binge for you. Now, this is going to look different for everybody, but some common behavioral factors that often are associated with binging are doing it in secret. Your body language might be different. You know, maybe you're eating a lot faster than you usually would. It often feels very frantic, very quick. One of mine was that it would be, you know, I'd be for me, I would be at the fridge and it would be in secret. I would be standing up and I would often be eating very strange that unless I was binging, I absolutely wouldn't be eating. 
so you can see how whilst overeating and binging on the surface and on paper almost sound identical, there are those very key, very important differences which separate binging from overeating and turn binging into a disordered behavior whilst mindful occasional overindulgence or overeating can absolutely be a healthful part of a very normal relationship with food. One thing to bear in mind is that it is never the food itself that determines whether or not something is a binge. And this is something that comes really as a big surprise to a lot of my clients. And it was a surprise to me as well. It's even not the amount of food specifically that defines whether or not something is a binge. That might play a part. That might be one factor. But what really, really determines whether or not something is a binge, whether or not you are in binge territory, is your mindset. So I want to share with you a part of my own story, which will kind of help you understand this a little bit deeper. So my binge food was a lot of the time Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Now, when I was binging on Ben and Jerry's ice cream, I would have been restricting to the high heavens all week. There would have been a trigger either slipping up on my diet, you know, having a, an unplanned cookie, or perhaps would have been an emotional trigger. And I would be flicked into binge mode. And I would make a conscious decision to go to the shop. I would get the ice cream. When I would get home, it would be in secret, it would be standing up, it would be very quick, there'd be a lot of inner dialogue about, oh, you're going to restrict tomorrow and you've got to finish the whole thing, are you going to throw it away? There'd be so much kind of chaotic, frantic, negative inner dialogue, really quickly followed by a lot of shame and a lot of guilt and a lot of regret and feeling consumed by low self-worth. Now, I still eat Ben & Jerry's ice cream. In fact, I love it. And it's even the same flavour, peanut buttercup, the best one, obvs. But the whole scenario is completely different. It might be on a Sunday, me and my boyfriend have gone for a roast, we come back, we decide to get a tub of Ben and Jerry's, two spoons, stick a movie on, light some candles, and we're having just a really lovely, beautiful moment, which the ice cream is a part of. Now that whole experience is a positive one. There is no negative in a dialogue. I know that I can and will stop when I'm satisfied. The whole experience is lovely certainly not accompanied by any disordered behavioural patterns or thoughts. Now, the ice cream in those two scenarios is exactly the same, but the two scenarios are polar opposite. What has changed, the only thing that has changed, is my mindset. And so this is a really, really important thing for you to know, is that it's never the food itself that defines whether or not something is a binge. It is your mindset and it is the behaviors and the thoughts that are accompanying it. Okay, let's move on to what causes a binge. Again, this is so important because when we understand what causes a binge, first and foremost, it helps us remove a lot of the guilt and shame that we currently associate with it. Because more often than not, people believe that it is greed, it's a lack of willpower, it's that they've not got enough self-discipline. It's none of that stuff. In fact, binge eating is your body's biological response to restriction. Now, if I was to guess, if you're here listening to this podcast, it's highly likely that at some point you have adhered to a restrictive diet, probably many, based on my own experiences. 
And I include myself in that as well. Personally, I have done every diet under the sun during my dieting years. Whether it be the Dukan diet, the Atkins diet, the cabbage soup, the joining slimming world, whether it's been counting sins, macros, calories, all of that stuff. Now, these diets are, I say they're seductive, they pull you in. They pull you in when you're a bit naive. You know, if I was to guess, it would you probably started your first diet when you were young, maybe you were in your teens. And these diets promise you the world. They tell you you're going to lose this amount of weight and this amount of time, and you only just have to drink these juices and eat nothing else and live on barely nothing. And it all seems so easy when it's in the glossy pages of the magazine. But actually, the truth is, when we are following one of these diets, what we are trying to do is provide our body with far less energy and fuel than is required for us to be able to thrive. Now, food is a fundamental thing that we as humans need for human life. We have always needed food to survive and we will always need it to survive. There are other fundamental things we need for human life, such as water, oxygen, sleep. Now, all of these things that we need fundamentally for human life are protected by something that we call our primal instincts. And these primal instincts are actually quite incredible. They protect us and they keep us alive. So what it means is if any of these fundamental things that we need for human life are restricted in some way, our primal instincts will kick in. Our primal instincts will kick in and it will get us to the source of that thing as quickly as humanly possible. So an example of this is if you were to hold your breath underwater. So you could go underwater, you could hold your breath for, I don't know, 30 seconds, 40 seconds. It's been a long time since I've tried. And then whether you like it or not, you would shoot to the top of the pool and you'd (gasps) take in a really big breath. You wouldn't take in a normal size breath. You would take in a massive breath really, really, really quickly. Whether you like it or not, you almost don't even have a choice in the matter. It's borderline impossible or is impossible to keep yourself underwater because your primal instincts step in. They shut down your logical thinking brain that is trying to have a hold your breath competition. And what happens is you get to the source of that oxygen as quickly as possible. Now, this is no different to what is happening when you binge. So you've been on a restrictive diet to try and lose a few pounds before your holiday to Corfu, but you've turned to an extreme and you haven't provided your body, you aren't providing your body with enough energy. And so what happens is those primal instincts are triggered, meaning that your logical brain is shut down, the logical part of your brain that cares about getting into a bikini and looking good in Corfu, and your primal instincts kick in and it's going to get you to the source of that energy as quickly as possible. And at a surface level, what this looks like is standing in the kitchen cupboard, loading Oreos into your face, feeling completely out of control. Now, when I think back to my own story, it makes perfect sense. When I think back to the first few times that I binged, it felt primal. I felt like a wild animal. There was absolutely no thinking mind whatsoever. I almost remember thinking that someone could walk into the kitchen and say my name and I wouldn't even hear them. It was like an out-of-body experience, a complete loss of control. And looking back at my own story, you know, it felt primal. If I think back to those first few times that I binged, I felt like a wild animal. There was no thinking mind there. It was almost like someone could have come into the kitchen and said my name and I probably wouldn't have even heard them. Just that total, absolute, complete loss of control with no logical thinking mind at all. 
But obviously, if you've been on a diet, if you've been trying to lose weight, this is like the worst possible thing that could ever happen in that moment, right? To feel out of control and to have consumed way more food than you had initially planned. And so what we tend to do in response to that is we tend to go, right, well, let's compensate. Let's make up for that loss of control. You know, let's restrict more. Let's diet harder. And all this does is fires up those primal instincts even more. And then we end up binging harder. So we restrict harder. We binge harder. We restrict harder. We binge harder. And that is how we start to get into this binge restrict cycle which so many of us get stuck in. And when we're in that cycle, it's really hard to break. We become totally trapped in the all or nothing mentality where it feels as though there is just no middle ground. It's either we are dieting and restricting and being super meticulous and counting and being strict, or we're binging and feeling completely out of control. When it feels like there are only two options, either binge or diet, we start to really fear not restricting and not dieting because that's the only way that we know. And when we're in this place where it feels as though there are only two options, either binge or diet and restrict, we actually start to really fear not dieting and restricting because the only other option we know from that is binging, which we don't want. So what often happens is we attempt to live in this overly ordered, super controlled way where we're weighing every chia seed and we're following every diet and we're tracking every calorie in an attempt to try and keep us out of binge territory. And yet all it's doing is keeping us stuck in that binge restrict cycle because it is this exact micromanaging every calorie, weighing every seed, you know, being super, super controlled. It is that exact thing that is causing us to binge time and time and time again. This over-controlling can show up in a lot of ways. You know, maybe it's only eating if you've cooked the food so that you know exactly what's in it. It might look like time-restricted eating, so feeling as though you can't be trusted in the evening, so forcing yourself to stop at certain times or pushing your breakfast back till a certain time. It's basically trying to protect yourself from anything that might possibly derail you. You know, missing out on social events is a huge one. That was really paramount in my journey. And we do it to feel in control. We do it in a desperate attempt to try and regain some control. We're mammals, right? And to a mammal, feeling out of control is the most scary thing of all. When we attempt to live in this way for long periods of time, you know, maybe it's been years that you're attempting to use logic and counting and tracking and dieting to try and keep yourself in control. What happens is we become totally disconnected and actually unable to to feel into what is normal and to, to, to be intuitive with how we eat. And the more disconnected we become, the scarier it is because then we really have so much difficulty feeling into when we're hungry. We just have no idea what we need, how much we need, when we need it. So we become really, 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 really stuck. And not to mention that binging by this point has now become a habit, meaning that your brain has learned the behavior. There's a lot of association there. And as I mentioned earlier, it's also become a coping mechanism for those difficult emotions. So your brain has learned the association between feeling some stress to 
turning to food. Feeling lonely, turning to food. Feeling overwhelmed, turning to that food. So you can see how by this point, it's become really quite a dense problem. Yes, it's the restriction that causes it, but then it becomes a habit. Then it becomes a coping mechanism. So in order to fully overcome these issues, we have got to pick through many, many layers. And something that I always say to clients when they ask me, okay, so what have I got to learn? What have I got to learn to to crack this? And it's less about what you've got to learn and it's more about what you've got to unlearn. It's about reconnecting back to that pure, unconditioned, peaceful eater that you were born as. Because we are, we are all born peaceful eaters with this innate ability to be able to be intuitive with how we eat. If you look at how a baby eats, they they know when they're hungry, they know when they're full. If you think back to your childhood, how blissfully you would go and enjoy your granny's shortbread and there's no worry there about losing control or how effortlessly you just trusted yourself to eat the right amount without tracking you know there was no apple watches when when I was a kid and and I didn't even think about it I just knew when I was hungry and I knew when I was full it felt completely natural if I was out and I'd had enough food to leave a few chips on my plate and it wouldn't be an issue and of course just how accepting we are of our bodies when we're younger and what that means is that binging emotional eating food obsession body dysmorphia chronic dieting and all those other negative behavioral patterns involving food are completely and entirely learnt you know almost from day one from parenting social conditioning media it starts immediately really you know food is given as a reward it's taken as a punishment we're told you can't eat this till you eat that and not to mention when we get into our teens and we start becoming aware of our body and we're surrounded by those pressures from society to look a certain way to diet and so it's about unlearning all of that stuff and really, really just reconnecting you back to that intuitive, peaceful way of living that you were born with. And it is 100% possible with the right support. The great thing about learned behaviours is that we can unlearn them. And that is why I am so passionate about what I do because I know that every single person can overcome these patterns and I also know from being in that place myself how impossible it feels at the time and how much you just can't imagine ever eating peacefully and not binging and not feeling out of control but you can and if you are listening and you're currently stuck in that place and trying to regain control by implementing more restriction more diets more rules just know that it is not you that is failing every time you lose control every time you fail in inverted commas it is not you that's failing it is the methods that you're being missold and there is a perfectly explained biological reason behind why these patterns are happening it's nothing to do with being gluttonous or greedy Now, the process of unlearning these behaviours is not overnight, of course, but throughout this series, I am going to be sharing with you little ways that every single day you can be taking steps, little steps towards discovering that peaceful eater within you. So your homework this week is following this episode, I want you to just spend some time understanding everything that we've spoken about because it's a lot of information to take in I'm sure some of it will be the first time you've heard it so just allow yourself time to really wrap your mind around that 
I want you to start forgiving yourself for the times you felt out of control, the times you've thought that you failed, and realizing that binge eating is your body's biological response to restriction. It is just a habit that has become a coping mechanism and you can absolutely unlearn that habit. But really, really taking some time following this episode to allow what we've spoken about to really sink in is going to be an amazing, amazing first step. And if and when you feel ready to start to ease some of that control, start looking for little gentle ways that you can. So it might be one less day a week tracking your calories, you know, giving yourself a day off from a, from your calorie tracker. It might be one meal a day where you don't weigh your foods or maybe introducing a new food into your diet each week. Little tiny footsteps towards rediscovering the peaceful eater in you. And if you haven't already, check out the show notes and download your free binge SOS card, which is something that I've created for you guys. It's a printable SOS card to keep with you ready for when that urge to binge strikes. It's going to walk you through a step-by-step-by-step process that I use with clients to allow that urge to move through you peacefully without feeling as though you've got to act on it. You can also follow me on Instagram if you don't already. And I'm always putting out more tips, tools and advice to help you. It's mind.food.peace. But otherwise, I will catch you next week for episode two. Bye for now.